Hi, my name is Anna Marcoline. I'm a psychotherapist and life coach who's been practicing for 25 years. This podcast is my way of continuing to pay it forward. I am here with you as a therapist and life coach, but I'm also coming to you as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and a friend. I'm here with you and I want you to know that you're not alone. Welcome. Before we get into today's podcast, I want to talk to you about Athletic Greens, or as we call it now, AG1. I first heard about Athletic Greens years ago as I was first getting really into listening to podcasts. And the hosts as well as the guests on these mental performance and sports podcasts were talking about the supplement called Athletic Greens, AG1. And I was immediately curious because of course I want to know what the pros are taking and I want to take it too. They talked about how it really helped boost their gut health, how it helped them with increased energy and what it did for their immune system as far as giving it support. So of course, I wanted to take it. And I was also really struggling with taking like 30 pills a day. I don't like doing it. And I would find that I would find ways to sort of kind of blow it off. So enter Athletic Greens. I've been taking it now for a couple of years. I take it every morning before I start my day, before my coffee. And it really makes me feel ready to take on the day. Athletic Greens is made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, like I said, immune support, sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a great time to start. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash Anna. That's athleticgreens.com slash Anna. Anna is in all caps, A-N-N-A. Check it out. You will not regret it. Okay, on to the episode. Welcome to episode 121. How are you all doing? We are well into March and I am here with Tim and we are talking about how to deal with your frustration with your spouse or your partner when they don't get shit done around the house. That don't, I mean, who are you talking about? This doesn't happen here. <laughs> you. In this house. So we're talking about that frustration that we feel when our partner does not do the things specifically around the house that we ask them to get done. Okay. It's a really big topic. This is a big topic in couples therapy. It's a division of labor issue that does bring people into couples counseling. And those ones are probably have it a little better because they're actually going to see a third uh, party person to talk about why they're so mad at the other person. Division of labor is legit. I mean, we think that, you know, the, the number one cause of divorce, we think it's like, I think many of us would think it's sex. It's not. Number one is finances. I think number two or three right behind finances is division of labor. It's, it's a big topic with couples. That is big. Yeah. Especially yeah. considering What's the divorce rate now? I mean, what? It was 60%. I think it went back down to 50% during COVID because even if you wanted to get divorced, it wasn't the time and <laughs> people couldn't, couldn't afford do it. it. <laughs> people couldn't do it. It, it was rough. I mean, we, yeah. we laugh. You chuckle. I chuckle. But it really wasn't funny because people were, many people were very unhappily um, in relationships they didn't want to be in and they couldn't escape their homes because of COVID. So that yeah. was 
it was a rough time and domestic violence went up. So in all seriousness, it what it's not funny. Yeah, no, it's not. No, but okay. But so back to the topic of how to deal with your frustration around your partner. Okay. Can we put a disclaimer on this real quick? Cause I can see this could go sideways, right? <laughs> um, so the disclaimer is this, you and I are very, very happily married. So we're going to share a bunch of, I'm sure I, we didn't script this. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. I did to make sure everybody knew that right before you started. Yeah. Talking. Right. Yeah. Very much. Well, this so. is real stuff. This is real stuff because when I was really thinking about this topic, because it's been coming up and, with clients and I was talking with a friend about it and I'm like, yes, we all do this. And she's like, yes, I like rage clean. I'm not really pissed Yeah. <laughs> at her husband. And I'm like, I love that term rage clean. And I'm thinking, yeah, I've done that too. I have rage cleaned when I come home from work or I've come home from, in the, this is more in the past when the kids were little, when we had all five here um, or sometimes just the three when I'd say to you something like Mono Saturday, I was at the grocery store, maybe I was like, I don't know, shopping or, you know, whatever, running errands. And then I came home and I, but I had asked for things to be done. I came home and they were done. And I'd be like, oh, I'll just do it myself. And so I start cleaning up and it's rage cleaning and you knew it right away. I mean, it's funny because I was talking with um, Grafton, our son, who's living with us for a little bit right now. And he was like, oh yeah, we always knew, you know, that you were pissed off and mad. Of course, like everyone <laughs> knew mom, you know, right? you know, and I used to have a plaque in the kitchen that said, if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And, you know, never were more true words spoken because that is very true. And I remember with my mom, when I was a little kid, my mom was in a bad mood. It affected the whole house. And my mom would usually... She would get in a bad mood around the house, the house being a mess, especially if, when they came back from vacation, we were older and man, did we learn because the one time they came home from vacation and my brothers are supposed to like water the plants and take care of the, the, the yard and we were supposed to keep the house clean, the girls, and we didn't do any of it. Wow. Was she mad? It was bad. It was yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, her plants died. She was not a happy camper. <laughs> and so I remember that. And, you know, I remember when I would get really mad at you guys, I thought, wow, have I become my mother? And now I understand what it's like to be my mom with a bunch of kids. And you go, you know, away for the weekend and you come home and, you know, the house is a mess or you were at work, you know, you both were at work and you said, hey, um, this is kind of like your chores and these are my chores. And I would feel like your chores weren't done. I'd get mad. So I would rage yeah. clean. Um, some people will like say nasty comments to their partner, like, you know, just throw digs at the other person, like snide remarks, smart alecky comments. And, you know, the partner's picking up loud and clear what you're putting down, that you're mad, that you're angry. Right. Um, or, you know, what other people might do is they move into silent treatment. They'll just give you the silent treatment, which is also very punishing. Uh, or maybe they'll rage clean and they'll give you the silent treatment at the same time. <laughs> so they're withdrawing from you. They're not engaging in, in conversation with you and they're rage cleaning, getting everything done they asked you to do that you didn't do. So I'm just going to do it myself fine, you know. And uh, it's like tension has just massively gone up in the house. So, you know, that's how many of you can relate to that, right? Because I think so many of us. I know I've lived it and I know you've lived it. Everybody could relate to that. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of wondering, so what about considering, so I'm thinking like, the, so the person that comes home and is it has these expectations of what, 
or maybe there was some type of agreement, spoken or unspoken, of things that were going to, air quotes, get done while they were gone. And maybe for a second, considering yeah. that that person that didn't do anything on the list, something else came up. Like, right. is it, it is possible, right? Something right. else might have gotten in their way or got their attention or be, right. had maybe been more pressing. But we don't remember that because all right. we're thinking about is, where's that list? Right. And why isn't this done? And right. you know what I mean? We just we just kind of like immediately well, go for the jugular. You feel, you feel not heard. You feel not seen, yeah. not heard. And why does he not get this done? Or why does she not do it? This is important to me. Why don't they know that? Um, it's, it's just total confusion in your mind. It's really not the time to have a conversation because what's going on in your brain is your limbic system is in full force. You're angry. You're, you are in fight or flight mode. That is not the time to communicate. So I would say, you know, if as I was going to rage clean, just let me rage clean because I'm not rational. If you try to talk to me, I'm in fight or flight I'm not going to be rational and then I'm going to say, we're going to get in a fight because I'm going to say something maybe rude to you or obnoxious to you. And then what happens is now you're, you get into your limbic system and now you're mad back at me. And that's how fights ensue because we're both in our limbic, you know, and a little bit of the amygdala, you know, I'm not going to get too much into that part of it, but that is what's going on. So it's really not the time for us to communicate. You know, yeah. it's just to, you know, let me be and then later, you know, go to your partner or you come to me, like maybe start with, I don't know, I'm, I apologize or, hey, this is what happened. You know, I got a call or something, something, I don't know, it could be anything. I was talking to, I'm sorry, I was talking to so-and-so out in the yard in the neighborhood and there's stuff going on in that family and I totally got waylaid than so-and-so like skin their knee whatever it might be yeah you know but just to try to talk it through um i think that it's important to explain or just try, try to open the doors of communication um i want the the listener who to think about what it is that you want so when you left for maybe work that day and your partner was home and you said to them hey you know can you please clean up the basement and make sure all the toys are put away. Can you just maybe clean the bathrooms today? You know, whatever it might be, really clean up the, the kitchen, wash all the dishes. And they say, yeah, yeah, of course I'll do it. What you're, you're, it's important that you state clearly what it is you want. You want the house clean when you get home because it's important to you. It makes you feel maybe contained, makes you feel grounded. It's, it's a good feeling to you in, you know, and why is it important that you tell the person what you want? Because I think that when you tell them and they say, okay, you're getting validation from them. It's, it's, you're wanting to feel some sort of validation from your partner that I hear what you're saying. I hear that that's a value that's important to you and I will do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's always, it's always a conversation really. And it's yeah. the lack of the conversation that really makes it turn sideways <laughs> usually every time I think I think it's important for couples to talk about in this example we're talking about you know cleaning I'm asking you to do something I'm asking you to clean the house when I'm at work today please do that you know so when I so when I get home the house will look organized and everything will look like it's a put away that makes me feel good I think it's important for them to understand 
why you, you it's important that you convey why it's important to you like mm. i just said it makes me feel grounded it makes me feel like okay all my ducks are in a row i mean i had a shit day at work but i come home to a clean house it, it kind of makes me feel settled it calms me down a little bit that's the important message for your partner to get because they're like oh, oh okay because it's not really about the house being clean it's about when they come home from work my partner wants to be in this emotional state Hmm. You know, they want to be in this place of calm and, and, uh, and maybe for them a little bit of serenity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when you get mad, you're in your limbic system, not the time to be talking. If you come up to me and go, Hey, I know, I know that you are mad. I know that you wanted this done. This is what's happened today. And I like take a deep breath. I try to calm down because we've done this before. And then I'm a little bit more in my prefrontal. I go to my prefrontal cortex in the front of my brain and I can listen to you and I can think through what you're saying and I can, we can rationally have a discussion. It might be emotional, but it's going to be a little bit more rational, not irrational. It's going to be a little bit more rational and I can hear you. Yeah. So you want to get out of limbic and you want to move into prefrontal. But for many of us, that takes time. That's why so for so many of us couples and I, you know, the listener, you've heard me talk about when, you know, we get upset as individuals to take an adult, you know, time out, go into another room and, you know, count to 10, take a few deep breaths because I'm, what you're doing is you're trying to calm yourself down. You're trying to get in a little bit of a parasympathetic state and get out of your limbic system a little bit of your amygdala, your fight or flight and get into more of a calm state and then your prefrontal, which is more your rational thinking. Hmm. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah. I I like that. Um, so I'll share with you this. Um, I think so for a while, like you would go away, let's say you'd go away for a weekend or you go away for, you go out for a night, let's say, and you, and you were coming back the next day. It was a sleepover with your girlfriends, your sisters or whatever it was. And I think at the very beginning when we were newly, newly married, I guess at that point, um, knowing that you were coming back, I would make sure that everything was in place because I wanted, I didn't want to have a discussion about why it wasn't in place. Like like the floors are mopped and the bathroom's clean and the clothes are put away and this and that. And that was a young way of thinking about it. And now I, I still do all those things, but I do it because I know that it makes you happy and right. and you're more relaxed when you get back when you walk into the house and it's like oh like the there's laund- nothing for me to do there's nothing to do right, the right. laundry's folded but but right. i'm but my strategy or my the way that i go about thinking about why i'm doing it has changed over time just based off of probably time and wisdom <laughs> just getting older time you know? wisdom getting to know each other yeah yeah, it's interesting. And for each of us, I think it's different as to what's important to us. Like for me, the laundry doesn't matter so much to me, maybe because it's down for us. It's still in our basement. We have an older house. It's in the basement. And we pretty much always keep on top of the laundry. I, that's not my thing. For me, it really is like I like the, the living room, the kitchen, the family room to be neat and tidy, like really things put away. If I came home and, you know, the I don't it's it's not even so much like the floors. I don't care about that. I think it's just like dishes dishes in the dishwasher and just the house not being just stuff everywhere yeah that i'm good and i think that you know one thing i know i've said so many times over the years to you and to the kids and i've because i've thought it to myself is i don't want to come home from right if i 
come home Sunday evening. I was, you know, this doesn't happen very often either. Like, you know, girls weekend or my uh, sister's weekend, or like I'm saying, like maybe Saturday, I worked all day Saturday and I came home. I don't want to, I would say to you, I don't want to start my next shift. I feel like I'm, I feel like I have to start my third shift Yeah, and that would really, really make me mad. And that would, and that, right. Cause I'm in my limbic system. I'm angry. I don't want to talk cause I am going to throw a dig at you and I'm not going to want to do that, but I just leave me alone. And I think that you realize, wow, it's not worth it. And that's what I would say. And I, I think you understood that. Like you don't understand, but for me, I can't come home and look at this mess and relax. I'm not relaxed. And you've seen it. I, I can't sit down. I, and I start picking up blankets, folding blankets, putting pillows back on the couch, you know, just organizing, you know, maybe I'm like sweeping the floor. I start doing this stuff because I cannot settle. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are that way. Oh, I think so. So many. And I, and it really is like what you say to yourself, what I say to myself, great. Now I'm, now I'm doing, now I'm on my next shift now. Yeah. Thanks a lot, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of like coming home from vacation. And, and we've had this. And you've got somebody that was we've watching, had We've had dog sitters. Yeah. And, they, and your house is like. The house is dirty. Dirtier than when you they, left. You're like, they what didn't, happened? Yeah. You <laughs> asked them to kind of, you tried to ask them, you yeah. know, being very appreciative, but you're paying them a lot of money. You are. And, you know, you're asking them to please take care of your house as if. It was their own, and that doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, we had one time many years ago, and these were younger people, but they just didn't. It was we were gone like in the late winter, early spring. It was a thaw, and we had a lab, and they did not. They never once wiped the the dog's paws. So for a week, we had mud. Mm. Didn't remember that we yeah, had mud. Bad. Oh my gosh, I could not believe it was like mud imploded. And the room, the, well, so that dog was in, that was a crazy dog. We had, it was family room, kitchen, living room. That It was in the main part of the house. Um, it was like mud imploded in our house. Yeah. And w- we were both so mad. Could you come <laughs> We were in Mexico. I remember that. We came home and our house was trash. Yeah. Just totally trash. And we never had them again. That didn't happen again. Yeah. You know, most people, that, has, that hasn't happened to that extent again. But we have had sitters, you know, and it's like, oh, come on, man. Like, you know, and, and what I tell myself is, you know what, Anna, you just got a nice week vacation suck it up. It's not that big of a deal. And that's what I would do. I would tell myself that you weren't as apt to want to hire that person again. Yeah. You just, you weren't, you yeah. know, cause you're like, well, I kind of paid you a lot of money and I am glad I was able to go on vacation and not worry. But yeah. here I am on a Sunday night and I got to work, go to work on Monday morning or Saturday night and I got to work, go to work on Monday, but Sunday I'm cleaning. Yeah. That's not fun. But I think, so the takeaway from me from those situations were don't be that person. Yeah. Right. Don't be that guy that doesn't do the things that are expected. Yeah. You know, or appreciated in this case by you, you know, so I'm not, I'm not going to not do that stuff. It's just, it's not going to, it's not an option. You know, that stuff will get done. It doesn't matter if it takes me an hour or if it takes me half a day, you know, it's, it's going to get done. No, you're great about it. You're great about it. We, I think we're way, we, we are way past that now, but it's from, you know, almost 20 years of being married. I mean, we're way past that. But yeah. in the beginning, you know, it was, you know, it was just trying to figure it all out together, the blended family. And, you know, 
it's true. You probably did things a little differently in your first marriage. I did things differently in my first marriage and we had a different situation. We didn't have a blended family. We didn't have five kids together, you know? So you and I were on a learning curve and trying to figure ourselves out and our family out. And you really learned that that's an important value of mine is to just have things cleaned up because I just always felt like I was cleaning all the time. I always felt that way. So, you, you know, that, that's not an issue of today, but I do hear about it with friends yeah. and with clients. Yeah. So, you know, I have six tips for all of you. If this is something that you are dealing with to get your partner to, you know, pick up their end of the bargain of the deal. I don't think I'm saying that right to, to do their part and to, um, you know, step up. Yeah. So that you don't rage clean or, you know, blow up and have a massive fight. So the vi- the w- visual I always use is like, it's like grab the end of the rope that you should be pulling on it with me, right? Yeah. Like I'm pulling this rope. If it would be a lot easier if you just grab hold of it too and we'll pull together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Let's, let's partner up. Let's yeah. Let's be partners in this. Let's go. So number one, I would say communicate clearly. Then Maybe that goes without saying, but... If you're not a communicator, communicate about this. Talk about this. I know sometimes we get caught up in the busyness of life and there seems to be so many other things that are going on to talk about, but communicate about this. This is an important issue for you. Talk about it. You know, when I, you know, when I ask you to, you know, it's your day off, I know you're home and I have to go to work today or I'm running errands or, you know, or it's whatever it might be like I'm going out Monday night and you know, it's, I made dinner could you please clean up? It's important. It's important to me. If I make dinner, I, I, I'd like you to clean up, you know, or, or it, everybody think about their own marriage. All marriages are different, but whatever it is that you want, communicate, both of you communicate clearly to each other about that. Number two, be respectful, respect each other, be respectful, be respectful in the way you speak, be respectful in your tone, watch the sarcasm, watch your tone, be respectful in your communication to each other. Number three, set clear expectations. Be clear in what you expect of the other. So many people come into therapy. So many couples come in and they sit down and we start talking. And what I realize, what they realize is that they did never verbalize their expectations of the other. And it's great because what comes out in the session is, wait, what? Why'd you expect me to do that? You know, we, never, we never talked about that. Well, I just expected you would always do that because that's what my dad did all the time. Well, in my family, my mom did it all the time. I just expected you to do it. Well, there you go. We never, You never spoke about it. And you just had these non-verbalized expectations based on what you saw or what you wanted to see done, but you never spoke of it. Yeah. So really set those clear expectations and talk about it. Number four, you're going to have to compromise. You know, it's not always going to be the way you want it to be. Maybe you're both working on a Saturday or, you know, you're both running around harried, you know, on Monday nights, getting kids to and from, you know, soccer practice and Boy Scouts or whatever it is they're doing, you know, compromise. It's not always going to be perfect. Maybe you're not always going to have a perfect house. And sometimes we just got to suck it up. I'm using the house as an example, because that's something that's really been coming up about the whole, you know, how to get your partner to do things. And it really is. It seems to be around the house, around the yard. Okay. So compromise. It's not always going to be perfect. And when it is done, express appreciation. This is really important. We don't tell each other enough how we appreciate what the other person has done. Say thank you. Say thank you. Thanks, babe. Thanks, baby. Thanks, honey. I really appreciate that. It really meant a lot to me. You did that. Wow. Thanks a lot. 
put a hand on the shoulder, you know, a kiss on the, a kiss on the lips, a kiss on the, on the forehead, you know, a hug, show appreciation for what they are doing. Okay. So we ask for it when they do it, follow through with an appreciation. And then number six, if none of these things work, if, if you don't see that you're going to be able to do any of this, seek the help of a therapist or a relationship coach or a coach. Okay. There are some really, really good therapists and relationship coaches today out there who can help you with all this. Okay. So communicate clearly, be respectful to one another, set clear expectations, compromise when you need to express appreciation. And if none of these things are going to work, then you got to think about and really employ the help of a therapist or relationship coach. There you go. All right. Good stuff. So yes, this is a short one. It's an important one because I think these are daily frustrations for so many people. And this is a way to move yourself out of it. You don't always have to feel this way. I don't want for you all to be annoyed and frustrated and angry on the daily or on the weekly with your partner. Work through these steps and I pretty much guarantee you're going to feel better about your house and your home situation. I agree. Okay. Mad love, everyone. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast with five stars. It makes all the difference in the world. Take care.